Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Crime. Punishment. Judges. Legal stuff. I'm Nigel Hammers over there with a special guest on the hotline. Max Lewis is an anchor for Fox 59, and there's a story on their website right now. I believe this is a Fox 59 exclusive. They were the ones that found the information first, that the Marion County Sheriff's Office had another situation where they accidentally released someone. Whoops. Max, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Walk me through what did you guys find. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we heard about, obviously, Kevin Mason. He was the guy who was wanted out of Minnesota on these murder warrants that they accidentally let out. Well, after that happened, we got uh, a tip about this other guy. His name is uh, Toriano Helms. Basically, what happened is he was arrested last year for uh, assaulting some police officers. He was booked in. He bailed out. And then he got rearrested on some drug charges that weren't related. So basically what happened is, from what we know, is each of those times, each time you're booked into jail, you're only supposed to be assigned one ID number, a permanent ID number. For some reason, the courts tell us that he was assigned two different ID numbers. So when he was sentenced earlier this month on his uh, battery against the police officer's case, as part of a plea deal, his drug charges were dismissed. He was sentenced to two years in state prison for the battery on the police officers. But for some reason, he the same day he was sentenced, he walked out of the jail. And that's because what we found out is that he was released under the ID number that was associated with his drug case that was dismissed as part of the plea deal. And Max, this is, I believe, the second time in like an eight-day span we're talking about these types of stories here. When you reached out to the Marion County Sheriff's Office, what was their reaction? What was their response? Yeah, so the this Helms guy, the new guy that we found out, was actually mistakenly released before the guy who was wanted for murder okay. in Minnesota. We found out, that, and it, as you said, it was eight days apart from each other that these guys were released. The Marion County Sheriff's Office, we sort of were in a back and forth with them for, for several days on this story. And they originally told us, hey, we released this guy properly. You need to go talk to the court system. And we did. And then, uh, you know, we sort of found out their final statement that they gave us was that, hey, we released this guy properly with the information we had at the time they're uh, sending this to investigation, you know, having having an investigation into how exactly this happened, what needs to change and everything. Uh, but they maintain that they released this guy properly uh, with the information they had at the time, uh, which was obviously not correct. So, so, so Max, hey, it's Nigel. Hey. They, they get this guy. I mean, they, they, they rearrested this guy, right? I mean, but, but when did they rearrest him? And was it only after you started asking questions or was it before? Uh, yeah, it actually was after we started asking questions. We, <laughs> well, well, you can read into that whether or not, you know, whether that happened because of us or whatever. But I'm reading yeah. into it like the guy would still be out walking around if you hadn't done a great job in journalisming, <laughs> you know? 
Well, thank you. Yeah, he. So what happened was community correction, Marion County Community Corrections actually got involved because they're the ones. Nobody even knew this guy was out for about two weeks. Nobody even had a clue. Well, that's not good. No, community <laughs> corrections got an alert from their system that they have that hey, this guy was out. They went to the judge, asked for a warrant to rearrest him. Uh, and he was rearrested actually on Tuesday. We started asking questions about this Monday morning. So, again, people can read into the timing on that if they want to. And I'm looking at some of the court documents that you guys have in your article at Fox 59 here. You know, this guy wasn't the murder suspect, right? There was no murder right. charge here. But it wasn't like this guy was locked up for stealing a candy bar either. I'm looking at some stuff here where he attempted to choke a police officer during the event. There may or may not be a situation where he tried to twist and squeeze the crotch region of an oh. officer, if you will. So this was kind of a violent dude that was out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was not, you know, as you said, it wasn't a murder charge, but it still wasn't, you know, something just super minor either. These are felony charges that he's facing, uh, resisting uh, arrest, uh, battering a police officer. And as you said, yeah, basically what happened was police responded to his house. He was overdosing. They revived him. Uh, they realized that he had some warrants out of South Carolina, so he had some other legal issues elsewhere, and they tried to arrest him, and that's when all that happened. And just as you said, yeah, they he, they tried to choke him, grab the crotch region, and apparently did not some great damage to the uh, yeah. officer's uh, area, and then also tried to grab their gun, uh, one of the officer's guns, uh, at one point during this incident. Max Lewis, uh, anchor for Fox 59. Man, last thing before we let you go. Nice work on this this story, but I, I'm just wondering. I've got like a an industry question for you. When you, I mean, you said you got a tip. You so so does that mean like a source alerted you to this, and then uh, either by phone or text message or email, and that comes in, and then you go to your boss and say, hey, let's check this out. This is a story, and then you start making phone calls. And is that how how it kind of works in your profession? Yeah, absolutely. We uh, got a tip. Our assignment desk did uh, some of the. Our we have a you know great assignment desk, and they uh, did some of the legwork on this, sort of getting some of the original court documents, and then we realized what had happened. Uh, and then I got involved, and we started trying to get answers from the courts, from community corrections, from the sheriff's office, and we end up uh, with this story and uh, and the result. Well, Max, great job, man. And uh, where can people find more out about this story? Yeah, just go to uh, fox59.com. It's going to be up there. Uh, it says, you know, two inmates released from the Marion County Jail in eight days, and they can read all about it. Max, just real quick, I, like Hammer and I are opinion guys. I know you have to be objective, but but yeah. does it, did it, has it occurred to you? It's occurring to me in the back of my mind. Are there other guys out walking around right now because of these same types of mistakes that the, the Marion County Sheriff's Department has made? Well, you know, we, we actually spoke to an attorney for our, for our story last night, and that was one of the questions okay. raised. Is, we know about these two, right? But what's, who's to say that there aren't others? Has this happened before? Yeah. You know, and is the system still not, you know, still broken? And could this happen again? Uh, those are questions that we're going to continue asking them. We've retweeted the story at Hammer and Nigel. Max Lewis, Fox 59. Max, great job, and thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I wonder how many, <laughs> if there are any other situations like this going on right now where there's guys that are 
you know, serious felons just out strolling around because of a clerical error or, as I call it, negligence. And how many times has this happened but the Marion County Sheriff's Office, they just happened to catch the guy or woman relatively quickly because they tried to do that with the murder suspect. They just weren't able to find him. This time it took a TV station to call around and then ultimately they made the arrest. How many times has this happened where nobody's known about it? Just the hits keep on coming. Yeah, there's some problems within that department, I think. Uh, Update on the looting in Philadelphia, since we're doing some legal stuff here. So we played you some audio the other day of people live streaming, looting multiple stores. Yeah, Lululemon. In Philadelphia, the Apple store, Lululemon, a liquor store, all being looted. And this was the reaction of the chief of police in Philadelphia. What we had tonight was a bunch of criminal opportunists take advantage of a situation and make an attempt to destroy our city. And so, and, and again, it's not going to be tolerated. Uh, we made arrests and we will continue to make arrests until we have uh, all of the individuals or a number of the individuals that have been responsible for what we've seen tonight uh, in custody. It's disgusting, to be very honest, right? And to see what our city went through um, in 2020 and to have, um, you know, some individuals try to recreate that same type of energy tonight is is disgusting chief of police in philadelphia about the riots now one person that had live streamed themselves looting and cheering on other looters was this social media quote influencer in philadelphia big fat woman named meatball <laughs> aptly named right big meatball it's not some sort of cute nickname. It's appropriate. She got arrested. Yeah, she was live streaming as she looted, and she was the idiot yelling, everyone must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Looking at her, she went first. Um, (laughs) She has now been charged with six felonies, Nige. She was charged with burglary, criminal trespassing, conspiracy, criminal mischief, riot with the intent to commit a felony, and criminal use of a communication facility. Oh, good. So she's, she's incarcerated. Well, about that. She's already out of jail. Oh, well, yeah, of course, the Soros installed uh, prosecutor there in Philly, Krasner, probably had something to do with that. Posted $25,000 bond, and she is back out on the streets eating and making videos. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.